This is COVID-19 Seattle. I'm Aaron Granillo. And I'm Mike Lewis, filling in for Dave Ross. What was once the state's hotbed for coronavirus cases, Yakima County is now being touted as an example of how to rein in the spread of COVID-19. Governor Jay Inslee says it is one of the few counties in Washington heading in the right direction. Dr. Teresa Everson is the health officer for Yakima County, and she joins us today to talk about the situation. Thanks for speaking with us. Thank you for having me this morning. It wasn't long ago Yakima's hospital system became overwhelmed with patients. That was back in June. How's it doing now? I'm glad to say that uh, we're doing much better. Uh, Back in June, we peaked at about 61 cases uh, of COVID-19 across our three hospitals. Um, Part of this story is that we used to have four hospitals serving our county, but one of our largest hospitals closed in January Uh, And we were already facing a a shortage of hospital beds for our county or certainly a decrease in hospital beds available for our county when the pandemic hit. So when we peaked in June, uh, what we were seeing was we had uh, a number of patients who were needing intensive care. We were needing a number of patients who were needing uh, care from respiratory therapists and a number of nurses and physicians. And while we never ran out of beds, we talk, we all talk about hospital capacity as far as bed capacity. What we did run short of was staffing to be able to care for all of these patients. So we ultimately needed to transfer a number of patients out of the county. Uh, I believe in a 48 hour period, we had to transfer over 20 patients out of the county because of lack of staffing to care for them. So the current situation is is much improved. As of last night, we had 28 patients in the hospital. So we've been able to reduce our hospitalizations by over half with some of the the measures that we have taken. So uh, while that is a great success, uh, I unfortunately have to constantly remind folks that having uh, 28 people in the hospital is still quite a high number for COVID-19 when you look at what is considered to be uh, a high-risk county for transmission. So we're in a much better place, but certainly not in a place where we can relax quite yet. Are you noticing any, from a, from a capacity standpoint, is there any discrepancy between uh, public hospitals and private hospitals? Uh, I, I do know that uh, our hospitals uh, have different sizes, of course. We have two smaller hospitals in the Lower Valley. We've got one larger hospital that serves uh, the city of Yakima and the surrounding area. And those hospitals are part of different systems that have uh, partnerships with different hospitals in the region. Um, So there are different capacities as far as uh, size, how many patients they can take, how large their intensive care units are. Um, But they also have these relationships for transfers if needed with with different counties. Governor Inslee has been saying that more people wearing masks is driving this this positive trend. What was the reluctance in the beginning, though? Because I, I feel like the studies out there that I saw showed something like, you know, 60% of people wearing masks. Now it's 90 to 95%. That is correct. We were one of the first in the state to start measuring explicitly how we were doing with masking in public places. And on our first mask survey, prior to any local directive around masking or certainly the governor's order, we were able to document that 35% of Yakima County residents were masking in public places. And in some of our locations, that was 0% or less than 10%. So uh, when we repeated that survey several weeks later, after our masking directive was in place, that had increased to 65%. And then our most recent surveys, our last two recent surveys, have documented that we have been masking at 95% in public places. So I think that has had a large impact uh, in our disease transmission uh, in our county. What changed? Why are, why are more people wearing masks? 
Uh, a number of different things. Uh, when we discussed uh, at the health district whether or not there was going to be a benefit or we thought there would be a benefit from doing uh, a masking directive, we decided that when we were going to place the masking directive that we really needed to partner that with a media campaign as well as with reaching out to some of our local leaders to get their public support of masking. So I think this coordinated effort to not just make it clear that that was the public health directive, uh, but also make it clear that our local leaders supported that, I think really uh, hit home for folks and, and turned the tide. What sort of unique challenges does Yakima County have as opposed to other counties uh, in the state of Washington as far as preventing the spread and infection rates? I think the biggest challenge that we have, uh, it's also an asset that we have, is that we have so much essential workforce. Uh, At the beginning of the pandemic, when stay-at-home orders went into effect, many counties were able to decrease their their traffic, their number of folks leaving the home by close to 40 to 50%. We have 63% of our workforce being essential, so we were never able to shut down or stay at home as much as other folks. And uh, part of the discussions that we had uh, when we were seeing our cases rise and when we knew that other counties were considering opening up was uh, we were feeling this sense of caution for other folks because we were a case study of what happens when you have so many folks who need to be out of the home. So with that 63% essential workforce, folks were necessarily going out to work uh, and um, facing exposures outside of the home. And we know the fruit and meat packing plants were the main source of the outbreak at the beginning. How are they now being held accountable? What changes have been made there? Well, I'll start by mentioning that early on, we had the same struggles that many counties had with long-term care outbreaks. That was certainly the first set of outbreaks that we saw were in long-term care. And then the next set of outbreaks starting in April, we were seeing in our uh, meat packing, in our uh, large agricultural Uh, employers. And what we did early on was to form a team, an assistance team that could go out and could work with all of these large employers on their safety measures to ensure that they were doing everything that they could. Um, And we would go out with a checklist and and look at all of the different safety practices they should be taking. But at the same time, we were monitoring for cases and making sure that we could respond very quickly um, when we did identify cases as far as our recommendations for widespread testing of staff. Um, as, uh, As our local Uh, OSHA affiliates, which is Labor and Industries in Washington State, uh, were able to um, respond more uh, quickly in more real time. We partnered more and more closely with them, and they have been doing uh, a good job of being able to go out on site and do these inspections as well. Um, We are not a regulatory agency, so when we went on site, we were providing support and we were providing uh, education, Um, but the Labor and Industries folks are more of the regulatory body And there are a number of very clear um, orders in place from the state level that allow labor and industries to apply penalties if there are employers that are not um, doing their best to ensure safety. Have any penalties been applied at this point? Uh, To our agricultural uh, employers and our warehouses and meatpacking plants, I'm not aware of any. That's Dr. Teresa Everson. She is the health officer for Yakima County. Thanks for the time. Uh, Thank you for having me. Have a good day. So, Mike, I know you had asked Dr. Everson there about private versus public hospitals, because this is a big issue nationwide right now. It's a huge issue. What's happening is that the public hospitals, the hospitals that generally treat people without insurance, 
or people of low income. Those hospitals have been getting overwhelmed with patients. The private hospitals are much more selective, and sometimes there is a limited capacity, if not a non-existent capacity, to transfer patients over from the overloaded public hospitals because the private hospitals don't want to accept uninsured people. This happened in New York with, I don't know how many, Manhattan has 47 hospitals, I think, if I remember correctly, and they did 30 patient transfers total mm. so far, something incredibly low. And this was this is a demonstrated problem since cities all over the country. The public-private partnership is not actually working out as people were hoping. Mike Lewis, co-host of Cairo Nights, thanks again for filling in all week. Really do appreciate it. Really happy to. And just a quick note for our listeners, we will be off next week on Monday and Tuesday, but Dave Ross will be back on Wednesday. I'm Aaron Granillo. This is COVID-19 Seattle.